following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Alive, it's alive, it's alive! There is no need to panic. The casuals have merely taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio, and there's no women here this week. I've got a present for you. What the hell is that doing in there still from last week? <laughs> they just they just want to have that present for Daxa. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. We may have just lost like half our listenership since you announced there's no girls on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> we're out of here. Ah, uh, at least give them the hope. No. There are no women on the internet. All right. For Sunday, the 1st of August, Thank 2010. God. This is Casually Hardcore. I am Gnomewise. I'm Gunora. And I'm Grail. And I am so happy July's over. <laughs> what was wrong with July? Um, Let's see. Air conditioning in my house broke. My radiator exploded in my truck. Are you saying it's a little hot here? Yeah. Well, it's not right now. It's just actually really cool, but... No pun intended. <laughs> I just read something. <laughs> I just read something in uh, the Black Void. In the Black Void that I'm very pleased about. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a little private time now? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I see a private chat channel for you. Yes, yeah. that might happen. Please give us play by play over the air. Yeah. Uh-huh, oh, uh-huh, wow. Harpalice uh-huh. is here too. I'll have to smack her with a fish bot. Actually, Harpalice uh, and her uh, honey were on video last night during Alpha Geek Radio. Really? Ooh, yeah, really? did a little experimental run last night with uh, Alpha Geek Radio, and of course had the video thing going, which is becoming kind of the norm here. Hoping to improve upon the video system as far as allowing more observers. I am in email conversations with TalkBox, the provider of this free service, to see if we can get uh, more slots and uh, slots where people can come in and just view all the cameras without taking up one of the coveted 20 camera slots. Yes. Right. If you do have a webcam, you can join us by coming to vtwproductions.com, highlighting chat, and choosing chat plus video. If you're listening live and you're not in the IRC chat, well, you should be, so come again to vtwproductions.com, hover over chat, and choose chat. In said chat window, you will find our IRC rep, the amazing, the incredible, yes, the Barry Von Awesome. And if you're watching the uh, video feed, if you're one of those coveted few who actually had that privilege, uh, you can see uh, Barry in his uh, now well-known and well-worn clone trooper hat with a hat. Yeah. The clone trooper hat hat. I guess when something works, you just you go with it. Well, it hides his face nicely, so I guess that that's your goal. <laughs> Nothing but love, Barry. Nothing but love. <sighs> He's not sure if he's giving me the thumbs up or trying to crush my head on his screen with my with his thumb. <laughs> Either <laughs> one. Crushing your head. <laughs> crush, crush, crushing your head. I'm squishing your face. So, 
Yeah, the ladies are not here. Iolite is off attending DEFCON in Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby! And Daxa is... Working. Being responsible. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. I yes. guess if supporting the lifestyle. It's awesome. <laughs> I hate you all so bloody much. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering at all. Hate. So, Casual Hardcore, we are a show about video games, geeky things, and God, whatever we feel like talking in any particular given moment. True that. What up this week? Uh, something happened like uh, Tuesday-ish. Um, Monday ended. That's it. Okay, and that's always to be celebrated. The exactly. death of a, the death of a Monday. You should just get up at twelve oh one a.m. on Tuesday and yes, spike one in the end zone <laughs> to say it is dead, baby, and just look forward to the next seven days when you can kill another Monday. Mm-hmm. Now there's a certain game was released finally. Uh, ten years, I believe, after it was eleven, one. eleven, oh, it was all, 11. eleven or twelve after oh, when wow. all was said and done. So yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't have too much to say about it because I didn't pick it up. <laughs> yeah, I haven't picked it up either. So yeah, um, it's gotten good reviews. I've seen. I we were talking to one of our guildmates last night who did pick it up and has been enjoying the single player game quite a bit, which would be my main impetus to pick it up. Would be for the single player because I've heard. Good things. Now, the preview they did show, and we had it posted on our forums where we showed the one of the movies for it and it had a bunch of the cutscenes kind of interspliced together. Yeah, some of the writing not <laughs> so good. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a video game, so I guess you give it a little bit. Some of, things you give it a little, are worth fighting yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. I've learned one thing. I'm impersonating Batman. Batman. I'm Rainer. I mean Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get like Christian Bale to, to voice that uh, voice Rainer now? Possible. Ricola. It's really strange. They've had Dark Knight on HBO last two days. I keep and watching it over and over again. Um, it's bad. How? It's no, it's not. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, I was going to say. I just lose like the rest of my day. Freaking though, awesome. To watch Must it. watch. So yeah, I don't have too much commentary on it. I, I know. TB had been posting that apparently that ATI bug, though, was still present, which also makes me hesitant because I run an ATI card. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's mildly annoyed by that. So but He's such a level-headed guy. I mean, yeah, I know. You just he, expect you know, a, yes. a passing comment or two, and he moves right on to the next. Yeah. So that, that also is holding me back. I think I'll wait until either I get a confluence of either gift certificates or it goes on sale, <laughs> and then I will go pick it up. Well, by then you should be able to play it on your almighty iPad. Hey, Just by smooshing your, your nose against the screen and you win. Here's your cutscene. Sweet. You've, you've rescued. And, you've, you've they, they, they already have Kerrigan. They already have that app. It's called YouTube. It's yeah, really you awesome. Go. I can just go through every cutscene. <laughs> Watch them all. <laughs> no, I, wonder, I wonder how long from launch to uh, after launch it took for someone to have every single cutscene extracted and posted on YouTube. I bet, I bet you if you go look, they're probably all there already. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Almost certainly, I'd be surprised unless unless Blizzard Activision is systematically nuking them from orbit. Nah, um, but that's too much free advertising for them. I mean, yeah. why would why would they want to do that? Yeah, it's no, a- you must buy the game and play it well in order to see our mighty cutscenes. Yeah, your their their target audience isn't the people that only want to see the cutscenes. <laughs> I mean, those are the folks that yeah, they'll get. Hopefully, they'll get, create some buzz around them by showing it. But there are audiences, the millions that want to play online and. You know, 
South lose Korea. To, lose to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. We will smite you. Yeah. All of you. You die now. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of been dominating the old video game scene this week, not surprisingly. Um, yeah. Well, they released in summer also. It's been, there's not much else going on right now. So yeah, it was that definitely its moment because it not much in the way of competition. I keep seeing like on Steam, the biggest thing coming out is Kane and Lynch Dog Days. So. Oh, yippee. Not exactly in the same caliber as uh, StarCraft II. No, not so much. I've been actually watching with some interest because of the, the new... <sighs> no, I hesitate to use the, the term paradigm, but it is a new paradigm. Did it shift? Uh, it did shift. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it took a laxative. Took the words right out of my it, mouth. And then it, it shifted nicely, so it's... it's oh, okay. The paradigm is now oh, I feel so corporate all of a sudden. I know. Does this mean we've sold out? Uh, the 10,000 foot view! Let me check my action items. I'll let okay. you know. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> Have your people call, call my, my people. people. Uh, we'll do, do the lunch, lunch thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I think you can tell that we've all worked in the corporate world at one point or another. And have a lot and of respect for it. out. <laughs> run. Do not walk. Do not walk. Exit. Run, 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 run. Yeah, I, I had my favorite thing in that vein this week where I had a meeting to oh, prepare for... Oh, wait, you still for, do kind oh, of yeah. work in the corporate world, don't I had, you? I had the meeting to prepare for another meeting. Oh, God. That was the mix. Oh, see, yeah, that sounds like... Oh, wow. A meeting yeah. to prepare for the other... That sounds, sounds like something the Air Force would do, too. Yeah, makes... The Department of Redundancy Department. Yeah, die a little inside when that happens. And the Natural Guard, yes. So, what I've been observing is the launch day fervor is a lot lower just because of the extended public beta. So, the game companies are moving to this model where they, they do their true beta, most of their true beta behind closed doors, and then they have the, quote, open beta, where a lot more people are invited in and have no non-disclosure agreement over them. So, of course, you get 1,000 million videos posted to the aforementioned YouTube. Sure. And people really get their fill of, okay, here's what to expect right. from the game. And they kvetch and they whine and complain about the things that they're seeing and you know try and get them changed before launch. But generally, on the day of release, people aren't excited about, ooh, I'm seeing this for the first time. It's, ooh, I finally get to play this thing that I already know everything about. Yeah. Yes. So the crying uh, or the outcry of woohoo yay yay seems more muted on a day on a launch day like Tuesday and seeing as there's no estrogen people here the baby crying means Gnomewise gets to stand up so I was gonna say talk we get to talk uh, yeah, I was gonna say speaking about crying yeah <laughs> I hear speaking of Packer, wait a minute. I, I think I hear I hear the the wow the... general forums oh okay, no that's just my the... infant child <laughs> <laughs> wow wow I was going to say, does it's it have a real idea? Kind of, that was kind of an interesting little moment there because the two dads in the room heard it, and the bachelor in the room had no clue, uh, uh, no idea, until one of the dads said something. Then it was, oh, oh, uh, yeah, I guess there's a baby crying. Yeah, I guess one of you two should go take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <Yeah>. Anytime. <laughs> I entertain the kids, I spoil them, I get them all wound up, and then I give them back to you. Exactly. That is my job. <laughs> okay, so I Walk have some... with a cup of sugar and just so pour it right I, in their Apparently, mouth. I've been outed in the Black Void. Okay. Because That's... Roadblock is actually in oh, really? the Black Void. Ah. And the first thing that he does in the Black Void is pro proclaim the entire world that I forgot Palisade's birthday. Wow. Yes. 
Sucks to be you. And I told him, dude, you're the one who's marrying her. Yeah. <laughs> it's your job to remind me of these things. Because if I had known, I would have done something about that. But Because I actually talked to, on, talked to her on the phone for, for a couple of weeks ago. I, I put something on her Facebook page. Did you? Yeah. I don't look at Facebook. See? I don't look at Facebook. It saves you so many. That's a, yet another I benefit to it. Don't look at Facebook. Apparently, I have to look at Facebook more. Yeah, it's awesome. You no. get on there, and there's like it just tells you like so and so's birthday is today, and you go, oh, okay, happy birthday, and then you feel, and inner then you're peace. done. Yes, yeah. and then you feel inner peace. Okay, I fulfilled my social obligations here. Exactly. So this is actually kind of interesting because we have no girly girls here nope. this week. Nope. I actually get to sit on the other side of. Well, we do have one, but she's an infant. She's wearing pink, though. Yeah. She looks very nice. But anyways, I get to sit on the opposite side of the table, so I have the full view of the large television with the video chat on it and all the people on it. In all of its glory. Yes, and I see Barry with his clone trooper hat with the pork pie hat on top, which is always a nice touch. And we actually have women in the video chat. There are no women on the internet? Yes, Whatever. One of your favorite women is there, as a matter of fact. Which one would that be? The, well, there's two of them now. Yeah, the one without a hat. The one without a hat. Is Harpalice. Really? She's even drawing on her pad right I now. I did not know that. She's probably drawing you. Probably, <laughs> since I slept her with a fish bot for no reason whatsoever. But as I explained in the Black Void, I don't need a reason. That's because it's me. And then we have someone else, the other female, in the yep. green and yellow witchy poo hat. Floppy hat! And then we have someone in an army helmet that's very classic, the old school metal pot style. At least that's what it looks like right next to Gnome there. Oh, wait, he moved. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's straight out of Team Fortress 2. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I actually have one of those helmets at home. I should wear nice. it next week. Um, and then Canthon, and then somebody else that I don't know who's got the dog tags on. And Canthon, if you're eating hot dogs again, you need to bring enough for all of us. That's Gohex with the uh, dog tags. Oh, that is. Oh, cool. All right. Oh. Hi, Gohex. <laughs> yeah, you have to be on no mice. Wave at Gohex with one the hand. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. We're waving at Gohex now. Now right. the Gohex, who apparently doesn't require sleep, because last night I was up until the wee hours doing that test episode of Alpha Geek Radio, right? And he was there. Really? And I got back up this morning, dragged myself out of bed. Thank God I had set the coffee maker. And Gohex was and still Gohex was there, there, <laughs> wearing the same clothes. In the same positions, like, do you even move at night when people go to bed? Nice. Now, well, I mean, because I remember being in our you know, 20s when I first came out to college. We do all night to dawn land gaming, and you know, sleep was for the week. And now it's like, naps are cool. Naps are cool. <laughs> used to be sleep is for the week, and now it's I want to sleep all week. Yeah, and it's for the weekend and everywhere else. You uh-huh, get sleep uh-huh, fit uh-huh. In. Oh, apparently that's Grimhound in the helmet. Ooh. Oh, all right, cool. Excellent. Appropriately named. Uh-oh. Well, that's good. <laughs> all right, so what else are we talking about right now? Because uh, this, tangents, this is we? tangent alert, yeah. Okay. Yes. All so right. what else has been going on uh, in this lovely week? Well, the uh, case with the uh, demon's souls in it uh, moved about a foot. It's now closer to the PS3. Case with the demon's souls in it. I, I finally I selected a he, game. He bought a game <gasps> oh, for his game Oh, did system. you now? Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that because I you wasn't here, here last week. And uh, it moved closer to the uh, PS3. Did it? Oh, there's the layer of the dust. layer of dust. Thank on you, it. thank That's you very much. Hasn't actually been opened. Uh, I took the shrink wrap off and opened it and looked at it, and then closed it back up and got back to my responsibilities because that's what my life is like. <laughs> Especially with my honey out of town and 
Now yes. We, now I can actually say that I was taking care of the children, and that just that is painful to enunciate. The children. You could just let Nemesis just beat it for you. <laughs> Get something out of it. Sure. I want to give my seven-year-old a title. I was going to say, why do you say mature. these things out loud? I mean, seriously. What? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly oh. what I need. Child Protective Services showing up on my doorstep saying, Hi, we got a call from the internet. Yeah, You'll exactly. you see all the cutscenes. <laughs> it doesn't involve flailing in a hyperkinetic uh, way. He can't beat it like he beats every other uh, Nintendo gotcha. Wii game. That's pretty funny. I hate you all. Yes, you do. <laughs> there was a but you hate us. But you hate us with love. Let you in every week, don't I? And apparently, mm. we uh, oh. killed tens of millions of yeast this week. Oh, yeah, apparently we did. It did smelled it good. No, no, no. It smells good, and it tastes good. But we need to get some more yeast to put in there because oh, it didn't finish the job. Finish the job. Yeah, yeah we have to do a secondary on it. Gotcha. Seems to be it didn't quite work because I came over what. Wednesday, I think. Tuesday, I think. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday, something like that. In case you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, uh, Gwenor and I are brewing some beers. Beers. Mm-hmm. One big beer. Silmarillion Pale <laughs> Ale, which we hope will turn out something like um, um, Sierra Nevada. And not at all like used bandages. That's always a, a good uh, range to have. That's always that's a, that's a <laughs> potential outcome when you do homebrewing is if you get some certain kinds of contaminants, you get a flavor that tastes like the... Uh, adhesive on a used band-aid. Blech. Yeah, it's pretty vile. And there's really nothing to be done to salvage them. And we've, we've achieved that once by not cleaning out the keg thoroughly enough. Yes, uh, This batch have. is going straight in the bottle, so... Because I have to give it to some people. Or some of it. Oh, cool. To eight, yes, I owe him beer. So mm-hmm. I have to. And he was bitching at my father the other mm, a couple of weeks ago about... <laughs> and he never gave me the beer that he... <laughs> my father's like, brew him some beer, damn it. <laughs> fine. Twist okay, my arm. fine. I'd completely forgotten about it. I was like... <gasps> Yeah, I do own beer. Because he did some plumbing in my house. No, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, you're right. I do own beer. Okay. <laughs> so I went right over to Brewer's Connection and bought some. Um, it's like, we're brewing beer this week. <laughs> we are? Uh, yes, we are. From Boss Wally in the Black Void. So what you're saying is it comes out tasting like Coors Light, huh? Uh, no, because Sierra Nevada tastes a hell of a lot better than no, Coors Light. No, he's talking about no, the bandages. The bandage oh, the bandage beer. Yes, actually yeah. it does. And yes, Barry, Silmarillion, as in the Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mr. Tolkien. That's Professor Tolkien to you. Yeah, that's Professor Tolkien. That's Professor X. Sweet zombie Tolkien, yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, have you ever heard the, the phrase, sweet zombie Jesus? Uh, no, actually, I have no. not. That's a new one. <laughs> oh, you don't watch Futurama. You should. No. Sweet zombie Jesus. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. Wow. I'll have to. No, I can't drop that in front of my mother. <laughs> She'd wash my mouth out with soap. Well, just consider. I mean, <laughs> it's one way of looking at the death and resurrection, but I'm not just not going there. That's what the, the late great Sam Kinison uh, said. The, the greatest thing about Jesus is he managed to die, come back from the dead, and not scare the living hell out of everyone. <sighs> That's actually a really good point. I like that. Oh God, the dead live! The dead live! Ah! Is that uh, blasphemous enough for this week? I think so. I think we're done. Yes. I'm burping a child here. Yep. Yes, like, yes, you are. I'm going to spray all over you, Grail. <laughs> she has uh, oh, yeah. had some high volume discharge lately. She's moving through a phase. Yeah. I have the, uh, you know, the diaper, cloth diaper, strategically placed here, ready <laughs> to try and save the Grail. That would be uh, appreciated. Wow. 
So, aside from that, we... I know, Gwen, you got your first putricide kill last night. Yes! Which is very cool. Finally! Actually, yeah, Barry came into IRC last night while I was doing that uh, show last night. Guess who just got their first putricide kill? We finally got it. Well, we tried it. We got on last night, got through Rotface and Festergut, and then did... And we had people who had to go last night. Or not last night, night before Friday night. So, we tried one shot at at Putricide and it was the usual made of suck and fail. Right. And so we got on again tonight or last night with pretty much the same crew. We had two we had two slots we had to fill with pugs. And so we got in with pretty much the same people except this time we had Grail with us. Right. And, and Aridan. And Aridan came with us as well was the other one. And so the first time we got him into phase two and then got to what about fifty or sixty percent and then it all went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And then there were a couple more times that we were getting a little bit better, and then we finally got him into Phase 3, and it was like, ooh, this is only the second time we've ever had him into Phase 3. So, okay, let's keep trying. And then we got him down to, like, 4% the next time. Yeah. And then oh. things blew Well, apparently there's a stacking debuff on, or stacking dot, I think is what it is, on the two tanks when they're pulling threat. And... It was on one of the tanks, Dark Helmet, and Regok, who's our DK tank, tried to pull it back off of him and couldn't generate enough threat to pull it back off of him, and it wiped the rate. Yeah, that's Dark Helmet. For whatever reason, no. His it, no, 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 no. It wasn't. No, no. It the taunt was malfunctioning. Yeah, yeah, the taunt was malfunctioning. Was, and we had problems with that because when we went over and did, and did what was it, Sister's Falla, um, we had problems with two of the mobs bugged and didn't and and didn't right. and didn't when well, we couldn't kill them they just didn't react and then you are he was, my notice he was having problems with taunt I was having problems with tricks of the trade it was just wasn't functioning so I ended up having to completely get off and reboot the whole system and then come back on and then it worked and then we started experimenting with with different ways of trying to get Ragok more aggro because I mean we got him down to one percent and then. People would get killed. He'd be standing in a slime puddle, and he'd heal himself back up, and then the, the raid would wipe. So the final suggestion that came from Aridin, I'll give him props, was for me to take Tricks of the Trade, and instead of switching it off of Dark Helmet in Phase 1 and 2, because he was holding aggro on the Professor, was in Phase 3, instead of switching it to um, one of our d- other DPS types, was to switch it over to Ragok. So that I started dumping some of my aggro onto rags so that he had enough threat so that when it got to that final phase he could pull he could pull threat off of uh, dark and it worked mm-hmm. so we got through him that was our last run of the night obviously because we quit we're all like okay we're done yeah i mean there was definitely Let's quit while we're ahead yeah we had people had to go at that point but it was a it was we were getting the last phase with plenty of time we were getting him down to that under five percent with still enough of the room left uncovered by the slime that we still had room to maneuver. It was just that last thing of the tanks not getting it swapped back and forth that was killing us. Because literally, that stack would go up to five, and then like half the raid would just die. (laughs) Yeah, and there's people that are saying that in Phase 3, Phase 3 is easy, Phase 3 is just a DPS. Mm -hmm. I agree up to a certain point. It was easier than Phase 2, but it's a DPS race with movement. Yeah, Because you have to move him out of the slime puddles, and then the the two... uh, the two tanks have to coordinate back and forth with the stocking with the stacking dot. So right. it's a little bit more complicated, not much, than just a straight up DPS race like oh I don't know Sourfang. Right. At least 
I like Sour Fang. That's my favorite well, fight. Yeah, I get to sit there and, <laughs> and do monstrous DPS. I'm like, yeah, I like this. Well, like I said, wait till you see what your DPS looks like on Blood Queen. I, that's <laughs> the other one I'm waiting for because we were talking about that last night. I was like, oh my God, Blood Queen, double DPS. Yeah. Oh, I can hardly wait. This is Post. going to be so fun. Big numbers. So, but we got to get past the Blood Princess first. Yeah. That's going to be the thing. So. So, yeah, we extended the raid lock, or at least I did on mine last mm-hmm. night. So we'll see. We'll pick it up and continue next week and see what happens. It should be one of those, and great fun was had by all moments, I'm, or at least I'm hoping that. So, And I know you already talked about it, but I wasn't here to talk about it. But mm. you got the king, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, good. Actually, funny enough, I'm my mage now on our alt run, which we just decided, ah, let's take a week off from serious raiding. Let's do alt runs. We're taking on Sindragosa tonight, so we'll see how that. If we can get past her, we may, maybe Might I'll as, get another yeah, shot, maybe on, shot the king at him, again on the king. That would with, be good with our mage and our hunter that turned eighty last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've wow. geared this hunter up very fast yeah. on this run. It's a lot of you know great you know mail drops happened, and well, it was pretty funny we'll when, we, when we did on Friday night when we had these the two guys with us because we had. We had a night elf warrior, it's a DPS warrior, and we had a boomkin. Hmm. And the night elf warrior got like four pieces of gear. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and he was just like, actually, it was weird because he was thanking us for being geared. Oh, nice. <laughs> so yeah. I can have it. So that you can, ha- yeah, it was really kind of a funny moment. We're like, um, sure, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> the one you already thing. got it. Yeah, it was really cool. He's like, thanks for bringing me along and thanks for being geared. Because he was telling us, I've never, once we get past a certain point, yeah. he was like, I've never been here. We're like, don't worry. We'll explain it. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, and he didn't have vent. So it was the old, okay, let's stop. And they would type and tell, okay, this is what Old's you need to do. And, you know, yeah, the old school way. But it was actually kind of fun because it was kind of nice to see somebody get gear. And oh, yeah. it was very nice of him to be appreciative and say thank you for being geared and giving me all this gear and, you know, stuff like that. So shiny, it was cool. Shiny, shiny, shiny. Pretty much, yeah. I hope to be that person someday soon. You will. It's the beautiful thing about arriving late to the parade is. Yes. We everyone will. else has their stuff and we everything will. that drops is yours. We will get no, you. No, we'll just all be doing alts. So you'll still be in the same boat. <laughs> this is why I hate you all. Yep. The fire, you must die in it. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I know we're coming up right against the break, but real quick, I think this ICC, you know, love it or hate the Blizzard philosophy of bring the player, not the class, the class and that type of thought. Going through this a second time with a group that not eight of us have killed, have gone through and killed every boss. It shows you, again, a lot of these fights are just purely awareness. If you know what to yeah. do and you're at where you need to add, the gear really doesn't matter that much. Because, especially also, it helps that they give you a 30% buff. In yeah, a little bit. But nonetheless, it's still, you uh, again, Hunter that had just turned my mage barely geared. A lot of our people were in that boat. And yet we still have been able to easily progress through. So it could yeah, be a comment know. that it means that it's good to know the fights and it really shows that if you have awareness, you can do it. Or it could be a comment that the stuff here is just way too easy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe a point for future debate. Yeah. Because Aridin's raising his finger over there like, um, <laughs> hello. Two, yeah, I want to put in my two cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I think we'll have to, de- 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 I think we'll have to talk about that later. We're up against the I break. I thought about yes. that much. Yes, we are. That too. You are listening to the estrogen-free edition of Casually a Hardcore Live on Versus the World Radio. <sighs> Hello, ladies. 
I've got a present for you. Nice. We'll be back right after this. Hardcore on VTWProductions.com. 
Today on Northrend News, our reporters ask the question, why is there no August holiday on Azeroth? This weekend, the Azerothian Merrymakers Brigade has convened a special summer summit to address this very question. We want to host something dramatic, maybe with Raiku or Titans, or maybe an old god thrown in somewhere for good measure, says Helga Threehammers, chairperson of the Ironforge Holiday Decorating Department. The so-called Summer of Terror has received mixed reviews, with some opponents claiming that the fallow month on Azeroth's social calendar really serves a good purpose. Let's face it, says Grebo Dynamo, chief analyst for the Undermine Finance Department. The Midsummer Fire Festival is great, but it's also a ton of work. All that dancing and torch tossing. Why, I've just gotten over my case of tennis elbow. And the Azerothian Safety Commission is inclined to agree, with spokesnome Blinky Hammerbottom adding that every Azerothian citizen deserves at least four weeks to rest to galvanize their constitution in preparation for Brewfest. But despite opposition, the Merrymakers remain committed to finding a festive way to fill the final weeks of summer. And party planners assure our reporters that the rumors of burning Legion involvement and Deathwing's surprise appearance aren't true at all. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. Are you tired of being guys in hatred, of being peed on by the of being enticed to play Xbox and have ice cream or worse of all, to visit the spirit healer every week with Ireland? Then it's time to do something about it. The world strikes back every Saturday with GoHex, only on vtwproductions.com. I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Dad told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? That's great! Actual physical contact! And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, where Granora laughs at that sting every, every single that week. That never every gets week. old. Never gets old. So, you have to Grail's now going to give us the word of the day. Hi. <laughs> Super green. Super green. I'm going to go pick up the arch nemesis because, of course, right before coming back on the air is when she announced, nope, I think I'm ready to be fed now. The last time was merely a setback. <laughs> Psych. Yes. False oh. alarm. So we're into our video game and WoW discussion area, even though we kind of bridged out a little bit last segment and talked about wow anyways but yes we did yes we did that's okay so anyways uh yeah icc obviously is eating up some of our time uh, i've been playing on the horde side i've gotten my warlock up to 22 and then daxa pitched a fit and said no 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 i want to play too so now she's got her paladin up to 22 and then aridin pitched a fit and said no 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 i want to play too and so now we're waiting on his druid to get leveled to uh, 22 so we can all continue on and Damn family members do horde things together and hoardy hoardy whatever <laughs> the family that hoards together uh, yeah I was thinking the same thing all right, my very first warlock before my first character who was a undead warlock I got up to like 33 I want to say and then you bastards all said no no we're on alliance <laughs> that would have been loaded now wouldn't it have been yep and then I was like aww <laughs> so, oh, hey, my first character ever was a Torin Hunter. Oh, yeah. 
What happened? How did we all end up on the lion's side? No idea. My, I... my wife started playing and said, ooh, night, night elves. elves. And she can turn uh, into a cat. Yes. Score. And if I want to play this class on the other side, I have to be a cow. We're yeah. playing alliance. Gotcha. We're playing alliance. Yes, see, we see are. I've already laid down the law, though, with uh, Knights of the Old Republic online. Because it... Told. Our family will be Sith. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. Every MMO we play, I always get this. No, no, no. We got to play the good side. I'm like, not this time. We are going evil right out the gate. We're playing Sith. At last, we'll reveal ourselves to the Jedi. I'm playing an evil Jedi or nice. I'm playing a bounty hunter. I don't care which. I'm going to be evil. That's the way it's, that's the way it's going. <laughs> <laughs> no, not evil. Dark. Dark side points. Whatever. What? <laughs> Had the same problem with Warhammer Online. He's like, all right, let's play uh, Chaos. No, no, no. Let's play the High Elves. Because <laughs> they're pretty. But, but the high, no, because the High Elf gets a lion tamer guy that can have run around with a lion. Like, great. And who wouldn't want a squig? Come on. I don't know. Okay, so when <laughs> Warhammer 40K comes out, we'll play the Darks. We'll play Chaos. Yeah, well, I'm okay. I just need one game where I'm going in with everybody on the same, you know. Follow me. I'm heading for the dark side. We're going evil. Now, when, yeah, when 40K comes out, I'm okay with with Space Marines. I like Space Marines. Everything's dark in 40K. This is true. (laughs) This is true. Everything is dark in 40K. Yeah, let's let's be the nice Inquisition. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For the Emperor. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's right. So yeah, I mean it's it's interesting though that a lot of games now are splitting the the sides, and um, I know in, in Star Wars they've announced there will be no faction swaps. There will be no, you know, playing doing that as they have. So you yeah, I mean, it, so you pick one side and you're that's it. committed. You're committed. Now let's set the wayback machine to launch date for <laughs> World of Warcraft and read the announcement. Then there will be no switching yes. between sides. There will be no switching from PvP to PVE servers. You won't be able to copy your characters, transfer them. No, 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 no. Money? Yeah. Oh, money, money. Money. Hordes will never be paladins. <laughs> Alliance will never Holy be paladins. Holy cow. Yes. No. Space Shaman. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> you still have Zoidberg. Uh, yeah. You all oh, still have Zoidberg. Zoidberg. So yeah, obviously design can change. <laughs> Is the lesson just of the a day. touch? Money. Speaking of design, they've uh, reintroduced in the Cataclysm beta the Masteries uh, system that they were originally talking about, and now it's uh, coming back in. From the way I understand it, is you get mastery rating based on your gear. SAT scores. Yeah. <laughs> you take a quiz. How well I you fail. know your class? That's how much you <laughs> mastery you get. Nice. But you get different bonuses based on your spec. So panning down to the rogues, assassins will get things such as your uh, damage done by your poison is increased by 20%, uh, which would be then furthered by your mastery ratings. Uh, Combat, you get main hand attacks have a 10% chance to grant you an extra offhand attack, whereas subtlety uh, gives increased damage done by all your finishing moves by 20% damage increased by the mastery rating. So, oh, well that's I was going to say I hadn't read that but those are actually viable options for playing all three. Yeah, it's interesting cuz I know subtlety kind of gets left to the PvP kinda, realm. Exactly. But 
that's those are viable options for all three of my. That's that's good. I like that. Well, I mean, it seems like an attempt by Blizzard again um, to move towards. We want you to spec the way that looks fun and interesting to you as far as the mechanics are involved. I can't ask for anything more. And have the outcome be identical. That's cool. So that no one can say to oh, you, this is overpowered, or you should be playing it you this You have to, to be combat spec. Way, like you, the 12-year-old. What do you online. mean you're not a combat sword rogue? <laughs> Get out of our raid. Yeah. Because, you know, this jerk says this is the one way to play. Right. And I think Blizzard is taking another stab at, no, actually, put the points at least reasonably sensibly into one of the trees. Yeah. And the outcome, numbers-wise, will be the same. How you get to the numbers will be different and hopefully most entertaining to you, the player. So if you want to be all about sneak, 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 stab, then subtlety. If you're all about, woohoo, spinning knives or fan of chickens, then you... uh Choose one of the other two specs. That's there right. you go. So yeah, no, I mean, we'll see if it works. It's their attempt. At least they're they're addressing the fact, or they recognize <laughs> the you. issue. That's what I like. They're taking a shot at it. Exactly. So I, I give them kudos on that that level. I don't envy them the job. I mean, this is a fantastically complex system with million, literally millions of users waiting to dissect the math that they create and discover something that they had never foreseen. Right. I mean, you look back at the old stacking stats. It used to be, if you stacked a stupid amount of haste, you would get unbelievable DPS as a, as a melee class. Sure. Ooh. And they had never really looked at, oh, wow, we, we never thought anyone would sacrifice all these other points in order to stack just one. To right. Stack just haste. And it turned out, oh, God, haste is a little imba. Yeah. So perhaps we should look at this. And there's yeah. armor pen. And so they're... We've seen this pattern of Blizzard being kind of broadsided by the ingenuity of their own player base. Of well, That's always going to happen. Yeah. Because you have people who don't do anything else. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that's reality. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Who say, okay, they've set up the system. How can I break it? I will work. No, I will work it. I will, yeah. Oh, Whoops. Hello. Oh, my God. She's full. Exorcism. Wow. A young priest and an old priest here. Fast. like pumping gas. Wow. That was me catching all of it. Nice job. Now she's going to give me more, of course. Yeah. Of course she is. Now that that's Talk amongst compl- yourself. Completely no soaked. Problem. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that kind of thing is always going to happen because it's going to be people saying who look at the system that Blizzard sets up or any other game manufacturer for that matter or game designer looks at that system and says, okay, how can I screw with this? Sure. How can I do something that's within the rules, not really an exploit, but how can I do something that's within the rules that they've set up but is completely unexpected and unbalances the game in my favor? And you're always going to have people who do that. And it's good to see that Blizzard is going, okay, (laughs) that was clever, but this is what we're going to do to fix it to make it fair for everybody else, which is the whole point. Fair and and, and or at least introduce diversity into there because you don't want to have it. You don't want to have... What is it? Ten classes with all of the various races, and yet every single class. You know, oh, you're doing a healer on a priest. This you is have your to spec. do it this way. Yeah. You, you if know, you don't rogue DPS, this is your spec. Right. If you do anything outside of that, it's silly. Right. So, I mean, it's a good. They have or, also, or not even silly. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. That's where I have issues. Yeah. So I mean, they but they also gave themselves a bit of a cushion, and at least they only have to balance the classes. They've always maintained. 
your race that you pick. If a race has a class available to them, they do just fine in that. I recall playing in EverQuest where that was not the case, where you actually had your cl- your race also was a big factor. You'd see people re-roll characters you know, that are level 50 plus because they realize now at Endgame being a ogre yes. bard was not probably the best way to go. Right. And now it was fun until it lasted, and but now I have to yeah. completely recreate this character because and start all over it again. It just doesn't work at that. So, I mean, and, yeah. and this expansion, they're actually getting uh, an easier task ahead of them as they're only introducing Morgan and Goblin, whereas Wrath, they actually introduced a new class, Death Knight, which through the number of changes they went through, you can tell it gave them fits trying to figure out how to yes. slot them a Death Knights in with everybody else that they already have. Well, yeah, and part of the problem was that they were monstrously overpowered when they came into the game, right. which made sense to up to a certain extent because it was an epic class. Supposedly. Supposedly. But it completely unbalanced everything, and they were like, oh, uh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea, which explains why we've never seen anything else like that. Right. So now, I mean, you get Warg, and you get to play around with some of their racial abilities, and goblins, which seem to have a huge list of racial abilities, but they all seem fun. I mean, they're getting... Goblins get... Oh, yeah, goblins Goblins are nothing but comic relief, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I'll probably create one. Oh, yeah. Just because it's funny. Um... Just to play around with it, I'm definitely creating a worg, and I think we've talked about that. Of course. And I'm looking at Wowhead now, and they actually have Wowhead cl- Cataclysm up. Oh, yeah. So I have, I have to go look at that, because I haven't played <laughs> with that at all. I know, I'm failing as a, sh- as a host, but uh, my yeah. life has been a mess lately, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, speaking of Wow stuff, so we go s- to oh, YouTube, everyone. <laughs> And search for Epicus Maximus. And Barry, I think, also has a link Yes, available. Barry has the link. Barry, if you could link this in IRC, that would be totally cool. And apparently there were people who in the beta who were complaining that the Maelstrom, the zone, was not awesome enough. Not epic enough. Or not epic enough. Thank right. you. Epic, awesome, about the same. So what Blizzard did, being a bunch of gamers with senses of humor, as they've already proved, um, they put in a flying shark with, rocket pack, with a rocket pack on it and a laser on it. And on top of the shark is standing a raptor with an undead character rocking out on the guitar. And there's a YouTube video. And a laser. And a laser. Yeah, I said the laser. Shark with freaking laser. Yes, shark with laser. And it, the I watched the YouTube video earlier before I came over here, and it had to, I, I almost fell out of chairs laughing so hard. I was like, oh my God, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. And then there was uh, Orc versus Wild. Google that and, or search for that in YouTube as well. And it's basically a Bear Girls takeoff where they have an orc and some guy doing a very bad fake British Man accent. Wild and he's in Stranglethorn Vale and telling you how to survive in Stranglethorn Vale. It's really funny. I didn't watch the condescending Apple press conference because I get enough of that from Steve Jobs already. So, <laughs> <laughs> And it's kind of not wow stuff. But this was a bunch of stuff we It's all for the next segment. Yeah, that's we'll, we'll, we'll get there. And Super Mario Gas was funny too. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. But so. yeah, the Epicus Maximus is like, okay, you know, our people are still lurking there at Blizzard, and when they come out with stuff like that, well, I'll, what I'll be interested in seeing is if that makes it into the launch. Or if that's just uh, it might. It might be some sort of little Easter egg thing that's still hanging out in that zone. I it, can see them it might. keeping it around there. Because it, it just flies and circles the maelstrom. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, there. but the way the guy did the video was really funny. Yes. There were a couple of WTFs in there, so it's it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I that's not a raptor. That's a T Rex. I was. That's no amazed. moon. 
Either way, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, no way. What? What? Oh, no, actually, this goes... Uh, do you have the uh, thread up for... Uh, yes. Okay, go to Do Want Murloc Hoodie. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's some, exactly what it says. It's exactly... It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. That yeah, makes you look, like, make a you look like a Murloc. It, nice. Yeah. One of the green and orange ones with, with the whole... And it's got the eye on it, and, and it's the got the projecting thing. spikes yeah. on it and everything. It's like, oh my god, this is cool. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have to hurt you if I, if you bought one of those and wore it Giant in public. Giant plush eyes. And <laughs> I would not. You know I wouldn't. No. Don't recommend it to others. Consider the... Think of the children. My god, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, and the first comment on the on the thread for it is that'll get you laid. <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> Somebody hit that nail right on the head. <laughs> not <laughs> so much. No, not so much at all. Maybe it was not uh, so much. Know. Yeah, but would you want? Anyway, that's pretty funny. Would you want someone who would want you wearing that? Uh huh. <laughs> would kind of depend on who it was. Yeah. Think about what, who it would likely and be. What, and what she looked like. Hi, my name's Alice. I own my own security business. Yeah, that's oh. pretty funny. Yeah, that would be kind of bad. But not, I digress. Not good at all. Not good at all. I think that extended silence means it's time for the break. Sure. It Here is. on Versus the World Radio, you're listening to Casually Hardcore. More off the rails than on, thanks to the lack of childcare and the lack <laughs> of women to keep the boys in check. News, everyone. Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing, doing more drop-ins. Somebody got somebody got the limited edition version of StarCraft Two. What's your first clue? Um, because somebody at the dance party has the mini Thor. Oh, mini already and he's flying it around. That ain't right. No. We'll be back right after a little action here from our friend Midnight. Yes, this week's installment Mini of Thor, the Destroyer. Midnight at oh, the Movies. Cool. It shoots and flies. He just keeps and... talking, doesn't he? Yeah. Hi, welcome back. <laughs> Doing a radio show here. You're, I know you're narrating your personal internet yes, journey. Yes, I am. But I instead am going to try to usher us off to the break. Then you can talk all you want. <laughs> I thought we were already on the break. Because you were listening so closely and you could tell. Yes, because you said we're on Liar! the break. No, I said we're heading. Anyway, we're out of here. We'll be back after this. For one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our sexy girlfriend. Inconceivable. What are you people? On dope? Hey everybody, welcome back to Midnight at the Movies. we got three movies this week, so let's get started. First up, we're going to take a look at Charlie St. Cloud. A small town hero. When we were growing up, Charlie was unbeatable on the walk. Ah! A tragic accident. Your brother, drunk driver, wasn't it? Ah! Is that why you gave up everything? A miraculous gift. I can see Sam. On July 30th. He's got a boat and it's not Quincy Harbor. That girl's alive. Zach Efron. We have to go, Charlie. I know where she is. This is why I was given a second chance. Charlie St. Cloud. Rated PG-13. July 30th. Charlie St. Cloud features Zach Efron. Now you guys know him as the high school musical lead. And also Kim Basinger. 
This is kind of a sappy kind of movie. It's definitely going to be your date night. It'll also have a lot of teens because it's Zac Efron, so watch out for that. I suggest going later where the teens won't be out, hopefully. Now, this is a story about a young man who loves sailing, um, gets into a car wreck with his younger brother in the car, gets hit by a drunk driver. It kills the little brother. But he can still see his little brother's spirit. He actually goes out and plays ball with him every evening and that kind of thing. He finds a young lady that he falls in love with, and situation arises where it's kind of a choose between the spirit of your brother or your new girlfriend. He has to go out and be the hero. It's a pretty predictable, sappy kind of movie. Rotten Tomatoes has given this guy 26%. It's not pulling in high numbers, and it's honestly, it's going to open somewhere in third to sixth place. It's not going to be a big pull. But that's Charlie St. Cloud, PG-13, one hour and 49 minutes long. Now, I know last week I did a little teaser on cats and dogs, and everybody sent me a message. Are you serious? Cats and dogs going to be good? No. It's a kid's movie about cats and dogs playing spies. That's pretty much all you need to know about it. Take the kids. Don't worry about it. It's getting horrible reviews. But what do you expect for cats and dogs playing spies? It's going to be PG and an hour and 22 minutes long. Up next is the one hope for a decent weekend. Here comes Dinner for Smucks. I host a dinner. It's top secret. On July 30th, many are called, but only one will be chosen. First prize goes to the biggest idiot. She's talking to the lobster. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I am making you say everything that I say. Yeah, but I'm saying it first. Are you? Oh my gosh. I'm a naughty schoolgirl. Look a little old to be a schoolgirl. You are a wise man. As are you. As I told you during Despicable Me, I am not a Steve Carell fan. I don't like The Office. I don't really find that kind of thing funny. I just really don't. So, on top of that, me being kind of sick this weekend, I set this one out and sent Phoenix to the movie by herself. She came back and reported that, unfortunately, it fell really flat. A lot of the funny parts are in the actual previews that you see, and most of the movie is not that funny. It's very forced where it tries to be funny, and it just doesn't pull it off. The dinner scene at the end of the movie, she said, is actually pretty funny. But it just takes a real long time to get that, and some of the jokes kind of make you feel uncomfortable that you're not laughing, and it's not funny, and the rest of the audience isn't laughing with you. It just really didn't work for her. So, unfortunately, I'm giving a fail on this one as well. That's Dinner for Schmucks. It's going to be PG-13, an hour and 50 minutes long. All right, now let's take a real quick look at the money O's of last weekend and see what we got. We're going to start off at number six with Ramona and Beezus. That's a brand new movie that just came out there. It pulled in $7.8 million on its first week out. Toy Story, hanging out in number five, had moved spots. It brought in another $8.9 million, bringing it up to $379.4 million on its timeout. The number four spot, dropping one, is Sorcerer's Apprentice, bringing in $9.6 million, $42.6 million total. The number three spot, dropping one also, Despicable Me, brought in another $23.6 million, bringing its total up to $161 million. The number two movie is our new one, That Salt, with Angelina Jolie. 
$36 million. Budget of 110 opening weekend of 36. Eee, that's kind of a stretch, but I think they're going to get there. Number one movie, still a number top, and there's a good reason why. If you have not seen Inception, go see it. The other movies aren't that good this weekend. Go see Inception. Number one is Inception. Brought in another $47.7 million, bringing it up to $142.8 million in its timeout. Let's take a real quick look at the DVD releases for this Tuesday, August 3rd. Uh, the big release that's coming out is going to be Kick-Ass, so take a look at that one. Also, Diary of a Wimpy Kid for the kids out there. And Ghost Rider with had Ewan McGregor and Pierce Brosnan in it. That's coming out as well. All right, it's time for the Midnight's Movie Matchup. So what I want you to do, get on the forums at vtwproductions.com. Go to the forums link up there in the upper right. Go all the way down to the big screen section. In there, find Midnight's Movie Matchup. Take a guess at what these five movie clips are. All right, here they come at you. It was beauty killed the beast. This one game kept wanting me to join because I'm pretty good with the bow staff. You drank someone's blood? Are you crazy? Hello, computer. Personally, I give us one chance in three. All right, well, that's it for me this week, guys. Next week, we're going to take a look at the other guys, the disappearance of Alice Creed, and what is better than another dance movie, but a dance movie in 3D. Step it up 3D. Woohoo! Yeah, that's the same sarcasm cats and dogs got. Honestly, guys, this has been a very weak movie week. So, StarCraft 2 came out. Get you some of that going on and stay at home. Or go see Inception because that movie is fabulous. All right, I'm going to toss it back to the Casually Hardcore crew. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Goodbye. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality of their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you'd like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. Hello. I'm Oxtail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? Well, if you do, send an email to VTWSubs at gmail.com. That's VTWSubs at gmail.com. You have 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Well, of course they're urgent. They're for us, after all. Yes, we come now into our email shout-outs and general interaction with the listener-based segment of our program, as heralded by that little clip from Dilbert, the oh-so-short-lived animated series. Yeah. It lived long enough to provide us with one drop-in. That's about it. Thank you very much. Served its purpose. It was uh, one of the more weird uh, animation styles I'd ever seen, just because they tried to maintain the character-has-no-mouth thing. Right. But they would do it that his mouth would emerge and he would talk and it would disappear into his face when he would stop talking. <laughs> like, okay, that's just creepy. Just give him a mouth already. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of scary because I've known people like that in real life. <laughs> Whose mouth would disappear when that's they weren't talking? Kind of weird, yeah. Full facial hair had a lot to do with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Somebody I knew back in college. <laughs> I've been watching uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs a lot with uh, Nemesis League because I got it queued up on Netflix Instant View and Nemesis has worked out how to operate Nemesis to uh, uh. operate the Netflix Instant View on the TiVo. So it's, you know, anytime you turn your back, you have a better than 80% chance that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs will be up on the screen. <laughs> and the father character in that one... Uh, Voiced by the main actor from The Sopranos, whose name escapes me. Oh. Um, James Gandolfini. Yeah. The very one. Uh, the character design is such that his eyebrows obscure his eyes most of the time. Nice. <laughs> Except cool. for when they go, they rise up to expose his eyes for effect. Ah. <laughs> um, so I'm reminded of that. <laughs> by the way, Zimri says, when people stop talking, mouth disappears. Yes. Jamie Heineman. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Mythbusters last night, too. Okay. I'll- <laughs> I will give you that one. Uh, and if you listened to uh, Alpha Radio last night, we had some Adam Savage extended bits there, which are not appropriate for our family-rated show, uh, which he discusses the fact that he wanted to bust the myth that Jamie Heineman is never intentionally funny and tells a story about Jamie Heineman that is quite blue, but is also fall out of your chair hilarious. Oh, really? And, and I'll have to check that out. Jamie Heineman is intentionally funny. Intentionally funny. Hmm. Um, so anyway... Do we have the emails? Oh, yes. I have, we have we to do. look. Do, do you have one first, Dakel? Sure. You go. I'll read a long one here. You go, boy. This is from, uh, I guess, Gwen's friend, because apparently he hates me. But this is from Cathadora. Uh, lots and lots of content. Maybe Cathadora hates all rogues except Gwen. He's okay. Oh, really now? <laughs> yeah, first? that's because I don't do as much DPS as he does in, when he's in cat form. That's the only reason he likes me. Exactly. Nah, how you make him look good? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Hey, Casually Hardcore Crew, Cathador here, and you make my life more interesting. Last week, you somehow managed to get a hold of a sting that my sister, Cathadori, aged 17 and 22 days. I'm not sure why we needed to know that, but okay. Doc uh, Dad, come yeah. on over. <laughs> yeah, really. Your window's closing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, recorded. Oh, wow, there went the wow. family rating. <laughs> uh, when I sent this thing off to the auto team lead, it was more of a test of everything. I really didn't expect you to somehow get your hands on it. And I never told my sister about sending it off because I didn't think she, be, because I didn't think it would be used. My sister is usually a very private and doesn't want me putting things out uh, of hers out on the internet without her permission. Oops. To her, to my surprise, she was ecstatic that her sting got played and wanted to record more. At this time of this email, we've recorded a total of four more stings oh, for God. both you guys and. Docktail and Hordak. Uh, second story I had is with my is my mother started her own leveling social guild recently. Her ultimate goal is to raise a group of like-minded people to raid Ten Mans and Cataclysm. My mother, being the big-hearted person she is, recruited a deaf woman who has wanted to raid for a while, but has ran into a small problem. Her being on vent would be silly, and with mo- most guilds requiring you be on vent, you see the problem. We were talking about this in our living room, and I mentioned that you guys would love this story, and I was going to send the email, send off an email. My mother then said the following, <laughs> but what if she hears the podcast and gets her feeling hurt? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make this stuff up if I wanted to. Oh, that's too funny. So, that's Someone from, could be transcribing us, I guess. That's from Cathadora. So yeah, a deaf person, that's interesting. I never uh, you know, considered that, uh, that angle to yeah. it. So, because I mean, when you, you're using the, the pure text interface, it's perfect for someone who's hearing yes. impaired. Oh, obviously, I mean, I think if you get a couple macros together, uh, you you know, obviously move out of fire or and 
you know, attack this target. Uh, otherwise, as long as the person really does a good job of reading and researching the fights, I think I think it would still be pretty damn workable. Yeah, it would be. As long as you do it the old school way. I've been asked by the Black Void to draw everyone's attention to the link that Barry VA put out for Bill and Ted's Excellent Inception. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> this is not conception, because that would be creepy. So I'm assuming some kind of kludging together of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and the Inception trailer. The kind of thing you would expect from collegehumor.com. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I have an email here from the name I'd love to say, Nuge Kildare. Uh-oh. The Nuge. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Sheep Toucher. <laughs> <laughs> Bite <laughs> your tongue. Oh, that was so worth it. <laughs> you want to be buying another air conditioner? Oh, oh that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I know where you live. Yes, you do. <sighs> anyway, hi, guys. Nuge here. And this is my handwriting as a font. Well, it didn't really come through as my... Uh, I default my email program to change everything to plain text. So I have thwarted your attempt to use the handwriting as a font that we talked about last week. But thank you for giving me another copy of the same message in Courier, just in case. Hi, guys. Nuge here. And this is my handwriting as a font. First, I've been trying to play a bit more WoW, but the universe doesn't want me to. During the first instance I've been into in about three weeks, my internet went down. Then my wonderful 21-button mouse died. Having been spoiled by all those lovely buttons, I replaced it with a Razer Naga mouse, 17 buttons, which died four hours after I plugged it in. And the store I bought it from was sold out until next Tuesday. F.M.L. I also want to throw in that I appreciated your book recommendations and will be looking for those titles suggested. I would, however, like to remind the listeners of the importance of knowing the classics, particularly in regard to science fiction. Jules Verne can be wordy but fun, and he inspired many who came after him. Ray Bradbury is a must. I recommend The Illustrated Man over Fahrenheit 451, as is Isaac Asimov. iRobot is much better in book form, because the movie has nothing to do with the uh, movie. The, 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 book. Movie, the book has nothing to do with it. Whatever. <sighs> Philip K. Dick is a name I always trust when looking for a good lazy day read. And let us not forget Robert Heinlein, who invented mech suits in Starship Troopers and then invented hippies in Stranger in a Strange Land. <laughs> hippies! Point is, if anybody is wondering about a good sci-fi read, I recommend you make sure you got your historic sci-fi writers covered since they likely inspired someone else since. There's my two cents on the books. Later's Chef Nuge Kildare, 80 Hunter, on Ice Crown. I uh, second all of those recommendations, especially Stranger in the Strange Land. Uh, I was going to say the same thing about Starship Troopers, because don't oh, watch yeah. the movies. I was say, another the movies are an abomination against everything that's holy. No, as long as you take them as having nothing to do with the book, they're right. okay on right. their own. They're, yeah. they're, they're fun the book is The book is one of the best books I've... It's one of the best... And I like military science fiction mm -hmm. more than just about anything else. And Starship Troopers is the standard. It also... David Drake does a lot of good stuff. If uh, Any of his Hammer Slammer stuff is... It's not a... He doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> don't let your kids read it. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it that way. But don't, it's, don't good, it's good stuff. And it has its roots in... He, he did a tour in Vietnam. And well, it, has his, it has roots there. 
one of the things I like about Starship Troopers is while they're telling you the story of these, you know, these advanced Marines, there's this whole hinted at and reasonably well fleshed out. Here's a f- one way future society on Earth might evolve. Yeah, and the whole basically the military took over at some point. Right, and it's portrayed in the book as a very because the military kind of had to. It, then that's the implication, and the the f- the read you get off of it from the, the book is that this was a good thing, and in that, if you are going to be a citizen in this society, you had better we- be willing to stand up and defend it. So the only people who are allowed to be voting full citizens are those who have completed their military service. And it's not obligatory service. You can elect not to serve, but you will be not a full citizen. There's another one along that line. It's by a guy named Joe Haldeman that was written in 1976. It's called The Forever War, where instead of recruiting, there's a draft against these and because there's an interstellar war against these aliens. There's a draft. Instead of drafting the bottom, they draft the top. All the smartest people in society. Oh, really? They take. It's a very interesting read in that because this guy is, you know, they're talking about physicists and people with doctorates and stuff like that. And they take those people and send them out to fight instead of the dregs of society as it, some, as it often ends up. Um, so it's a completely different spin on, well, what if they'd taken these people? How would things turn out? And being the closet romantic that I am, there's a love story built into it that you don't really see until you get right to the end. Nice. Yeah. And then it, it's actually a really nice touch on the end. I'm like, oh, wow. But I read <laughs> part of it. I read it as an, ep- an excerpt in an anthology and liked it so much and liked what um, the editor of the anthology had to say about it that I went out and bought it but the forever war on my own and read it and it was like wow that was really good i can understand why he said what he said about it because it really is one of it's uh, you have to read it it's if you're into that kind of thing like i am it's one of those things you have to look at it cool yeah it's one of the things I, i disliked about the movie adaptation of starship troopers was the instead of just throwing the idea out there they turned it into Hitler Youth Roll Call. Sound off now. Yeah. 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 And, it, it, it and, there were no, and there weren't that. any suits either. No. No. That, that was, for me, that was, was the, the whole was, point of the thing of the book. I mean, I didn't even watch the whole movie because they got the first five minutes in. It's like, where, where's... And it was like, wait a minute, there's no suits. They're just wearing body armor. They're wearing... But this is really stupid. Where are my backpack stupid. Yeah, it and, was... Okay, forget yeah, it. Yeah, from a military perspective, that movie was ridiculous. They're like, we're fighting yeah. these giant bugs, and we're just going to drop platoons down uh-huh. and yeah. let them walk around the planet. Yeah, it was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> it made no sense. So, uh, but yeah, like, on its own, it's a fun romp, but just it has nothing to do with the book. Right. The book is much um, more entertaining. And more thought-provoking. Yeah, without a doubt. So, thank you, Nuge. It's like saying the name Nuge. Nuge. Hey, Nuge. Oops. I got a no. update on the on from the boards, which ooh, focus was, on the forums, ooh, forums, forums on the forums, ooh, which was focus on the forums. Wow, wow, that was loud. Yeah, we finished our. Well, I, I took place in the first for the first time in a weekly Diablo two game that our IRC rep Barry had uh, put together. Uh, I guess this is the. Th- third time that it has happened uh we played last wednesday had i never really played diablo 2 multiplayer that much so 
it was a lot of fun to go in with five, five or four other people at, at one point. I believe we had five total. Um, eventually, somebody had to leave, but we played pretty, pretty much straight through for like three and a half hours that night and got through all the second act into the third act. Um, and it's been a good time. So I'd say if you have an interest and you have uh, Diablo 2 somewhere in your closet or uh, you can reinstall it, uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Or get it on Steam. I don't know if it's on I Steam. I don't know if it is or not. I was just kind of throwing that out there. I don't think Blizzard uh, participates in Steam. Uh, oh, that would make sense. They have their own electronic delivery system. Yeah. Called so, Battle.net. That's I'm sure true. you can get the uh, box set though from the Best Buy if, if it's something you want to go purchase. But if you have it sitting around, it's a very popular game. So you may have it, you know, in a binder full of your old games. Uh, I've had very little issue running it on modern hardware and uh, running it on Windows Seven. Uh, the only thing we found out was that for Vent to work correctly, you do have to run that as an administrator when or you your push to talk doesn't work. Interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. That so, would kind of cause problems. But yeah. No. Otherwise, it's. Uh, a good time. Like I said, I played that all solo when I did uh, Diablo 2 my first time. Very, very little multiplayer. So um, playing on US East on the actual Battle.net servers. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been told. Alright. I have NASA iPads and multitasking. Bring it on. Greetings, casuals. I have a minor correction on the statement about how long multitasking has been around in computers. It goes back well before the 80s, as you had mentioned. In a recent interview, one of the NASA engineers working on the Apollo project posited, ooh, $5 college word, posit, that the multitasking capabilities on the ship's computer allowed Neil Armstrong to be the first on the moon. Apparently, this multitasking allowed for alarms to activate while still keeping the other, keeping other routines going, like landing control. Not that that's important. Here's a quote. I recall that the strength of the Apollo computer, though it was a, quote, lightweight, unquote, in RAM and hard memory, it was its multitasking ability. Better than an iPhone since Apple choose not to include that capability presently in mine. This was from Jerry Woodfill. And a link. Uh, So I contend that we had multitasking in computers at least as far back as the 60s during the design of the Apollo mission. Smiley face. All that said, I am a diehard Apple fan. I have been since the 80s. But come on, Uncle Steve. If a government agency can <laughs> can do it, surely a sophisticated turtleneck-wearing luminary can, too. Cheers all, Yanakiller, Scenarius US. He's got to give you a reason to buy the iPhone 5. This is true. Actually, the iPhone 4 can't have, multitask. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> they do but, have it I mean, you got to retire all those three GSs. I mean, God, they're, what, over a year old? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Ancient <laughs> technology. I mean, we'll we'll say we're going to release iOS four for them, but it'll run like crap, and it'll positively it'll just break the phone entirely, and you just won't be satisfied until you retire it, break your contract, pay your cancellation fee, and buy an iPhone four. Yeah. For no. those of you who uh, want to know my feelings on the iPhone, watch the Futurama episode on the iPhone called "The Killer App," and it sums it up nicely. Yeah. The episode ends with them all turned into zombies who are programmed to walk to the mom store and buy the iPhone, E-Y-E, nice. phone 2.0. Yay! Uh, yeah. <laughs> Closing line in that show, I dumb have, bastards. I was going to yep. say, I have a month or a month and a half. Oh, before you Until upgrade? my contract expires uh. and I can either upgrade or go somewhere else without paying an early cancellation penalty. Right, right, right. That's or cool. whatever it is that they call it. So, yeah. Yeah. My cool. filing it. I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to wait until I'm 
free and clear of AT&T. And then try and find something that actually works while I'm in the building at work. Well, I don't want to preview too much into our next segment, but we, they did make the announcement uh, this week that they ruled uh, jailbreaking is not illegal on your phone. So you are allowed to break the any protection that would prevent you from putting third-party apps even on your iPhone from a yeah, it's legal the, standpoint. There's a Consumer Protection Act yes. that's out there. It's, it's separate from that. This was something that came down from the Library of Congress that I think in a three-year rolling cycle will mm-hmm. put out statements regarding copyright because that's kind of their thing. Right. Oh, here it is. Okay. And they looked at the provisions in the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which, since its inception and adoption, has been wielded like a hammer for its main clause of the act of circumventing digital rights management is itself illegal. So that way they're able to do an end run around the fact that having a backup copy of a DVD that you've purchased is completely legal. Right. As long as you've paid for the DVD, you may have a backup. The act of making the backup makes you a felon. Ah. Because you circumvented a block that the creator and copyright holder put in place. And that was their end run around it saying, ha ha, we didn't make it illegal to own a backup, we just made it illegal to create a backup. To create a backup. Neener, neener, neener. And this... Thank you, lawmakers. Here's your large check. Right. And the Library of Congress said, no, it is all about what your intention is. Right. So the act of circumventing copy protection to make a backup that you are entitled to have or to shift it from one medium to another, to change it from a disk to a digital copy, from a copy that you have purchased and the person who created it and decided to sell it has gotten their money, is legit. Right. And you may do that. And it just remains to be seen is how much weight do these interpretations and rulings from the Library of Congress hold, say, in a court of law where a movie uh, production company is trying to enforce a DMCA charge. Well, yeah. Well, the only thing, though, in terms of like movies and such that they allowed is the fact you can do it if you're a film student, college professor... Uh, a documentary filmmaker, you can break copy protection measures on DVDs so you can embed clips for educational purposes, criticisms, commentary, or non-commercial videos. So it didn't really directly address copying for personal use just to have a backup, at least in this ruling. Um, but it, it addressed jailbreaking. It addressed breaking... Uh, uh, carrier restrictions. Carrier restrictions on your phone. And also a strange one of breaking technical protections on video games to investigate or correct security flaws. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Like, ah, I'm gonna. I mean, yeah, I copied that game, but I'm trying to fix a bug. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm investigating a bug fix. <laughs> it's a bug hunt. Yeah, the bug is, is that not all of us had a copy, so <laughs> we needed. To have, yeah, we need each person to have a copy of that. No, the bug is, you know, they require internet authentication, and their damn authentication servers are offline. Right, right. And we got a land party going here. Indeed. So, I mean, that's it's interesting, and and as many of the news stories are promptly telling folks, is just because you can jailbreak your phone doesn't mean Apple can't come back and go, well, that's out of warranty now. Where, yeah, I mean, we're not going to help you at all with it. So, and I have no problem with that right. whatsoever. If you, if this is a, a an ongoing argument of 
who owns the hardware. Mm -hmm. As an end user, you buy your phone. And right now, the carriers are trying to assert that there are certain things you can and cannot do with that hardware. And the end users are coming back with, well, I paid for this. It's my property. I will do with it as I see fit. Right. And it's an argument between uh, chaperoned computing and real computing, uh, where you have a device that is a multi-purpose device that you can repurpose any way you see fit because you own it. It's yours. They decided to sell it. And when they made that decision... They lost their right to try and dictate to you how to utilize it. And that lack of a you know, sandbox enclosure to me is where innovation comes from. When people come out with stuff that you never foresaw, it's like, wow, they put that together with that, with this, and hooked it to the internet, and now we have the next killer app. Sure. And so to me, I've said many times before on the show that I think that the, the walled garden that Apple has in place... When taken to an extreme, when there are no other alternatives, um, is has a major stifling effect on innovation, um, which is why I'm I'm very annoyed that none of the Android uh, providers have come forth with any tablets that I, that you can buy. There's all kinds of demos out there. Hey, look at this thing we're working on. We'll we'll put out sometime. Right. I want an iPad. Well, supposedly Blackberries are working on one now. I wouldn't buy a rim device just because I. Never found an interface of theirs that uh, I found workable. Um, but that's just a personal experience with their product over yeah. the years. Working in IT for small companies, trying to make these devices that are really designed for large right. company architecture, it's it's a square peg, round hole kind of a thing. Yeah. So my annoyance with, with RIM comes from that experience. I would have to see their product to make a decision on it. I already know that I like and find the Android interface very, very usable, and I would love that in a tablet form factor, just that nobody has come out with one yet. And quite simply, you know, I want the iPad without Apple is all I want. Right. And nobody was ready with it. So kudos to Apple. In all likelihood, because of that, Apple will eventually get my money. I will cave in, and I will get an iPad because it is the only option. Yep. And it's kind of funny to see Steve Ballmer from Microsoft putting out uh, a statement this week that a major focus for Microsoft is to take share, market share away from Apple in the <laughs> in the iPad category specifically. Yeah. It's like he's you know was expressing dismay at the number of iPads that Apple had shifted. Mm -hmm. And what that tells me is you thought it was going to be a flop. Yeah. And now it's the biggest thing ever. ever. Yeah. And, and you are behind. Exactly. Now you want the money. So you got caught flat-footed. Yeah. Because now it, this was a risk on Apple's part. Because before the iPad shipped, we talked about it on the show, isn't it? where is this going to fit in people's lives? Right. And they were gambling that they could create a new category. And they have succeeded. There's now a place that people feel a need that they didn't feel before for an instant-on device that does things like let you watch a movie, let you... Of course, you can't listen. Yeah. Why don't you plug your uh, headphones into that there, Grail? I can. How exactly? Uh, un momento. There is... I thought there was a... Uh, no. There is no headphone jack in that thing. Right here. Uh-uh. Oh, look. 
Where's the lo- oh, plug a <coughs> set of headphones into that and see if you can actually hear anything. I'm not sure if that's what that actually is. Oh, okay. Well, I, we'll remember, do that on break. Yeah, we'll do know, that on we'll break. Back. I remember I was reading <laughs> one of the many articles complaining about that, saying the iPad has no... It was actually comparing the iPad to a 2003 uh, tablet PC. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, Canthon has provided us with a solution for you. Okay. Are you an IRC? Yes. Okay. Look down at the bottom. He has a link for the iPad. The iPad? P-E-D. That ain't right. Sounding more like a banned iPhone app than a tablet, the iPad is exactly what you're probably thinking, a Chinese knockoff. Uh-huh. Now available in China, the iPad is an Intel-driven, Android-based copycat package like an Apple product, and to be honest, it doesn't look half bad. An Android device for 9600 Yen, $105? Yes, please. So it goes on to say a little more, but... Oh, yeah. I, I have no doubt that these things are coming. Oh, yeah. I am a typical consumer, and I want one now. I was incorrect on the headphone thing, which which astounded me, because I couldn't think how, why they would that possibly ship yeah. a device that integrates with iTunes that doesn't have a freaking headphone jack. Yeah, no. Um, I, I would see no them selling. USB, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I see where you're going. <laughs> well, I, I could see them offering it as a dock adapter. So right. give us twenty nine ninety five, and we'll give you a dock adapter that will give you a headphone jack. Yeah, Nintendo, you know, did that with the early editions of the uh, the Game Boy. Or? Yeah, the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. The Game Boy Advance had a non standard <laughs> headphone connector. That you had to buy an adapter for it to use a two and a half millimeter standard headphone oh, jack. Geez. People were like, what are you talking about? Bastages. Exactly. That's some seriously short sighted stupidity. Hmm. Um, so good on Apple for not being that stupid. <laughs> now, the compact flash reader and the USB adapter that you have to buy extra and plug into the dock connector, that was stupid. True that. But I digress. So, yeah, um, in all likelihood, you know, before one of these nice Android alternatives ships, I'm torn between my, my natural urge to wait for revision 2 on the iPad. Because good... Uh, good common knowledge on Apple products in particular is always wait for version two. For, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or at least for a, a version two or three of the internal components. Right. Because they go through a lot of revisions of internal boards, and you'll read uh, support logs of, well, if you're running the Rev A board, God help you. Yeah. If you're running the Rev C board, they fixed this. Right, right, right. Uh, so they, they do, once they release a product into the wild, they will re engineer, and also just to save costs, they'll re engineer the boards and use. Smaller components oh, yeah. that use less Mechanization power. Mechanization is always a factor. I mean, that's where all these com- these products have come from. Right. Years of iterating on that, but um, I think you know, Apple is going to win this one in my case because they're going to get my cash. And of course, the very next month, the the dream uh, Android based tablet with all the missing features will ship, yep. and I will just nip off and shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd warn you now. Okay. Get a little emo over this tablet technology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still I, trying to determine why I need one. You, it's one of those things where until it's in your life, and you can speak to this, Grail, is but now that it's in your life, would you want to do without it? Well, would I want to do without it? No. I mean, if I had... I know you can do if without somebody, it. If somebody, yeah, if it you know exploded on me one morning, I wouldn't you know break down and shoot And myself. knowing rechargeable batteries, that's always that's a possibility. Always a possibility. Yes. yes. But I found my... I also was very against it. I got one, and I use it every day. So it definitely has not just sat and collected dust every single day I've used it. So Now, do you still do you use your laptop? Uh, I personally don't, but... 
the la- Dax is currently in school, and we kind of addressed this last show because somebody sent an email asking about whether or not they should get an iPad or a laptop for doing schoolwork. And right. for schoolwork, the yeah, laptop definitely is definitely the laptop. Yeah, I would have said the same thing. So she's been using that. Like um, She's taking a, a web design class, so a lot of the coding and stuff she's been able to do on the laptop and then transfer it uh, to the, our, her computer at home, uh, and then from there upload it or whatever she needs to do. Um, so it's like I said, it fills a nice niche for me, but again, it's, uh, I don't think we've said this multiple times. My take is if you don't have a tablet or you don't have a netbook, it will give you a much more bigger bang for your buck than if you had a netbook or if you just don't, you're not a person that checks their email and checks the internet every day. If you do that, it feels very nice yeah. because it's something that you can do. You'll, you'll be amazed at how much more time you have because you're able to check those things and get through it much quicker than sitting down at your computer and doing. Okay, that. so what's the difference between like that and an i and an iPhone? It's bigger. I mean, <laughs> but why would I use this aside from the fact that I can make phone calls on the iPhone? But yeah. I mean, the bigger screen and the higher resolution screen is really everything. Yeah, it's all about. You know, would you want to watch a movie on an iPhone, right, or an iPad, or an iPad? And the navigation is easier. It's easier on the eyes. It is more computer than phone, whereas right. the iPhone is more phone than computer in its shape. It really is more you know, computer than phone in its inner right. workings. But you do. I really feel the reason I, I like the idea of the Android tablet is there's so much my Nexus One can do. Right. And does, but it does it annoyingly because you're on the pocket size right. screen. Right. Ah, All okay. you need is a slightly bigger interface, which is exactly what Apple said when, hey iPod Touch, people love it. They're eating it up. They're playing games on it. They're downloading apps on it. And we think, you know, if we gave them a bigger screen and the app developers a bigger screen to play with, oh my God, what they wouldn't come up with. And we're yeah. seeing the result of that. Well, and I almost, we're going to need to have our own section for this too. I swear to God, we're talking Apple versus Android like every show. Yeah. Um, but there was a post that was put out there by GoX on our forums that mentioned that they had a malicious app on the Android phones come out. And we'll pick that up on the next okay. session because we're up against the break. That's a, right. good, a good splitting point. Yep. You are listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio with just the guys. We'll be back right after this little interlude from Masters Paul and Storm. <laughs> Say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn into a werewolf and rip out my throat and kill me. Four weeks ago, me and Emily Lou were on the North England took port. Late one night against that vice, we went a walking in on the moors. She thought she saw a doggy underneath the full moon's light. But when she tried to pet that doggy, it gave her a nasty bite. Didn't think too much about it until this morning when I reckoned there was some kind of monster out last night and 18 folks were dead. My baby slept there next to me with blood caked in her claws. Tattered clothing, guts and entrails clenched between her jaws. Cruel, cruel moon, please don't come out tonight. Cause when you do, my Emily Lou and me are gonna have a fight. They say the full moon's meant for lovers, but you're gonna break my heart. Cause when you shine, that baby of mine will turn on me and rip my lungs. 
a correspondent for vtwproductions.com if you do send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com and casually hardcore continues live on versus the world radio where we were talking about malware hiding in the android marketplace dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. can i do shout outs real quick sure go and get them and then we will continue to talk about this. So, Easy. Actually, I just closed one. That was dumb. Fail. Fail. Okay. So, uh, hey, Casually Hardcore, everything I'm reading about Cataclysm and looking to play my Warlock in Cata... Or looking forward, I'm going to guess. New shard system looks fun and getting used to the new talent trees. Looking to get a shout-out to my guild, Advanced Hair. And my officers, Andy and John the Raptor. Love the show. We had to have read that last week because I remember that epic. Okay, yeah. DJ and Toddles. Yep, but the, the, the guild okay. name bears, Actually, yeah, that was repeating. Last week. But that's advanced here. That's totally worth it. Um, shout out to Harpalice from the for the fan of chickens drawing that I just saw <laughs> that I think you guys got last week, yep. but I'm repeating it anyways. And shout out to Liana for flirting with me in IRC. <laughs> it's a dude. Or Liana. Thanks. I need to do It's the that. internet where the, let's see, the men are men, the women Liana, are men, yes. and the boys are FBI agents. Liana. Yeah, that's true. And because we did actually have a dance party and everyone left. Oh, there actually was a dance party. Yes, there was, because I showed up for it. So we oh, have cool. Oprah, Oprah, the mad cow. <laughs> okay. We had dead Oprah, also the mad cow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was there. Let's see. Anubiset was there. We have <coughs> Daxa spelled with a Q. Copy was there. No, her character was not wearing a floppy hat. Aww. Unfortunately. Um, Boba Fetish was there. Barry was There's Barry right there in his chopper and his pumpkin head. Um, so shout out to everybody who showed up for the dance party and then didn't stick around <laughs> so that I could do shout outs because I never got invited to a guild or a, a raid. So. But thank you for showing up. It was kind of a stealth. Uh, stealth, yeah. So you may go uh, visit the spirit healer now. I'm going to sit here in the snow because we're outside of Dunmore. Okay. As we were saying. Um, what were we talking Oh, this. Malware. 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 The, another volley in the walled garden versus the free marketplace uh, with the 
Apple lovers going, ha ha, told you this was going to happen. See, Android Marketplace is just a cesspool of hackers and porn and porn and hackers. Neener, neener, neener. They had a... Uh, I don't see anything wrong with half that statement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, among certain circles, you'd have an argument about which half, but yeah. not here. There was an application available for download from the Android Marketplace, which was allegedly a screensaver application. Uh, backgrounds. Backgrounds. Yeah. Um, now, when an application installs in an Android device, it enumerates to you all the parts of your system it's going to touch. So there were red flags about this application. If you installed it and you were paying attention, I pay close attention to every app that installs, and if it's talking about touching parts of the system that I can see no justification for it touching, like no touching. my call history and talking to the internet when it's not an internet-based application, I won't install it. So people who were not just blindly pressing the install button for the, ooh, free backgrounds, free backgrounds, um, would have noticed that this thing was talking about touching every single part. I mean, if there was an item that an, that an Android app could list of a system was going to touch, it listed all of them. Now, something like 1.8 million people downloaded this thing. So which a lot is, of people were just saying, yeah, gimme, 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 gimme. Which is why I went out and found some antivirus programs for my Mac. Mm-hmm. And I have been running them. Just in case. Just in case. Well, because I know we've had this discussion that, oh, Macs don't get viruses. Mm-hmm. But there's a, because of Mac is getting a larger and larger market share. Bigger target. Exactly. They're becoming a bigger target. I don't really want to take the chance. So I run them both weekly. So this app was harvesting password data, call data, SMS data, and forwarding it to an unknown server somewhere in China. Right. Now, I would say. Oh, that's one not of- good. Obviously, consider your source when you're reading reading about this issue. If you're reading on a heavy Apple site, obviously it's going to slant towards this is taking all your personal information, you're doomed by an iPhone. Um, if you read it on an Android site, I'm sure it's this is no big deal. It's not a you know, it's very easy to stop this. And if you read on a pretty much an even maybe news site, you find that there's there's issues on both. Both of them have a good chance that you are not a good chance but there it possibly exists both on iPhone using the App Store as well as the Android Store of you having something that could maliciously affect your phone. Right. Um, obviously Apple tries to vet but even their vetting they've proven there's ways to get around that. Right. They're not superhuman. Android has the same issue. Their their thing of it saying um uh, that it's doing something in this case of this background downloader the message that popped up it says they're collecting phone info. That's all the warning you're getting. But if you're is, thinking, why does my background app need to collect phone info? And But again, that's a pretty far jump you have to make for the average person who wants a background app. And that's the important thing is there is the <laughs> average person. Right. And that's what they're less. shooting for. Oh, and by the way, there is a thread on the VTW forums about this very subject. Well, yeah. Oh, yes. And millions of Android users shoot by malicious data yeah. theft app. That's why I knew Thank about you, it. Thank you, GoHacks. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't even see it because I didn't get that welcome, far into Welcome it. to 10 minutes ago, Gwen, I know, I said still. that it was on oh, there did by GoHacks. I'm sorry. Congratulations. <laughs> so that was kind of outside of our normal research team, which has posted a bajillion links, as always. It's kind us. of their thing. Yeah. For us to get through. And so. poor Barry, because the guys in the research team this week in particular posted a whole bunch of movies and pictures yeah. that just take up a ton of screen real estate, which means for him to find these these links saying, hey, Barry, we'll just link this in the IRC. He's like, scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, where is it? Where is it? 
So we're going to make this as difficult as possible now for Barry. So, Barry, here's six links you have to put up now. You have 30 seconds. Go. Go, go, go. Not so much. So... So one of the things that did happen was uh, Comic-Con also did go on and finish. And Comic-Con, the best ever convention with the word comic in the name that has almost nothing to do, do with the comic, comic book industry anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny. This is the this year I've seen more, uh, I don't know, vitriol towards Comic-Con than I have in the past. This was the first time I've ever heard any A lot of... But it's been quieter since the early 2000s. People oh, talking has about it? Because uh, we were mentioning, because I saw something online... I was actually I was reading Stars and Stripes like I usually do, and they actually had an article in there about who was at Comic Con, mm-hmm. and, and Angelina Jolie showed up. The entire cast, alleged cast of the Avengers, showed right. up. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. was there, and they all didn't kinds of show stuff up. I, they were brought there, right? To show I, up. I understand that now, but at the same time, I was mentioning to Noam, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool. All these people showed up at Comic Con," and he kind of let me in on obviously what the rest of the world knows because I'm completely oblivious. That this is no longer about comics. It's the entertainment industry has taken this over, and it's one more way for them to pimp their stuff upon all of us. And it works. It does. Absolutely. There's no Just denying stop that. Stop calling it Comic Con. Just yeah. call it Entertainment Con, Geek Con, Nerd Con, yeah. or something. Yeah. The articles I see over and over again are basically saying the big two, which is Marvel and DC Comics, right. don't even announce anything at Comic Con anymore. Really? They had no announcements this year because it's not their con. No. They would be drowned out by all the television and movie announcements. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess Marvel, in a sense, did announce something. They put the Avengers on the stage. Nothing to do with their comic business. But nothing to do with the comic books. This is all to do with their film side now that they've figured out how much money they can get licensing their, their comic book lines. Consider the fact that Marvel Entertainment is now owned by Disney. Yes. So they are just now a facet of a larger entertainment company. They are no longer... I mean, they stopped calling themselves Marvel Comics a while ago. Yeah. They were Marvel Entertainment because yes. they branched out into first animated television. Yeah. Sure. A lot of fits and starts and attempts to develop their properties into motion pictures, some of which were just never permitted to be released in the United States. I mean, there was a Fantastic Four movie before there was a Fantastic Four oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, and when yeah. you consider how bad the one that they did release was, can you imagine how bad the one that they didn't? Yeah, I uh, will give you a hint. Ooh, it wow. was made by Ouch. Roger Corman. Right. So, yeah. Well, yeah, there's been, what, three different Punisher movies? There have been Punisher movies. There have been Captain America films that have <laughs> never been released here. There have been Fantastic Four film. Um, yeah. The old Spider-Man the old, made for the, TV movies. The, with the 1970s yeah. Spider-Man. Yes. Those have a special place in my heart. Oh, uh, yeah. Just how, yeah, but that's good old school stuff. This is nostalgic. <laughs> it is. I mean, one of, you look at the modern Spider-Man, uh-huh. and you see, just see the challenges of adapting the costume yeah. from the comic book page to something that Tobey Maguire has to wear. Right. And take on and take off. And all the creative special effects they had to do between the shot where he pulls the mask on and then tries to move in it. Right, right. Because the utter impossibility of what is drawn, the whole body stocking that covers the entire body with no seams at all. Mm-hmm. And he can see perfectly through it and move. I, I loved in uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, the very first things that they addressed was the fact that Batman couldn't turn his head in his costume. Right, right. And they actually hung a lantern on it and, and had it be a part of the fight where he gets 
blindsided because he can't turn his head. And they redesigned the costume during that movie to allow him to freaking move his head. Right, right. Need more flexibility. Yeah. So, yeah, the cowl looked impressive and all. But this is not what you call functional for someone who's doing, uh, you know, WWF-style beatdowns. Right, right. So... Yeah, they, they have no shortage of challenges in adapting their properties that work great as comics and are fantastic vehicles for storytelling. But, you know, the hue and cry when adaptations come out is, oh, you know, the X-Men, what are they doing wearing leather? It's like, have you seen what these people look like in spandex? Yeah. I mean, really. You imagine Hugh Jackman in the yellow, the bright yellow costume with and the he, over... I mean, that guy... Is built, and he would have the best chance of anyone of pulling that off, and he would yeah, never he have the slightest chance in hell of pulling exactly. that off and be taken seriously. <laughs> um, now, when they're in their street clothes, you know, it works great. I mean, him just being Logan when you sure. first meet him, oh, yeah, it totally works. I and mean, he, Hugh Jackman, is Wolverine forever now. I mean, he he will be the standard to which any future adaptations yes. are held up against because he nailed it, right? Yeah, he's he a really talented actor and yes. had fun with it, and he did it quite well. But. Yeah, they just and with Disney helming it, part of me something yeah. in the back of my brainstem says nothing mm. good will come of this. Yeah. At the same time, Disney's not really in charge in that relationship anymore. The, who's really calling the shots is basically Pixar. Right. If you go back and look at the numbers when you know Disney acquired Pixar, Pixar came out of that deal in the in the place of power. So when you get right down to it, Steve Jobs is running the whole shebang. Yeah, somebody in the IRC said that. Hmm. Said that exact same thing. Um, so who's running whom? I mean, they use the Disney name because it's arguably a bigger name than Pixar or Marvel, though they're all powerhouses in their own right. Yeah, I was going to say for now, but considering Pixar basically can go, we've never failed. <laughs> yeah. And that's a hell of a thing to say in the movie industry, yeah. especially yeah. the animation industry. Yeah. Um, so their their strong adherence to good storytelling as mm-hmm. the backbone has served them well, and I wish them luck on all future endeavors. We're Definitely. starting to, you know, they're, they're moving into sequel land, and they've managed to pull it off. I still need to get Nemesis out to see Toy Story 3 before it's out of the theaters. Yeah. And you compare it to the other offerings. I mean, you look at Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and for a seven-year-old, he eats it up. Right. I can sit and watch a Pixar film with him any day of any week and be completely entertained. Right, right. And I'm all ready to throw something through the screen when, when Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs comes up on the screen because it's just not the same caliber of well, crafted entertainment. They un- well, and, and we, talk, I, we talked about this long before the show when the original Toy Story came out. And Pixar figured it out in terms of animated kids' movies. And, well, the first one I remember seeing this was Aladdin. Yeah. With Robin Williams as the genie. Somebody over there figured it out, and other people jumped on the same bandwagon in that they figured out, okay, not only do we have to entertain the kids, but we need to entertain the adults in because parallel. in parallel because the kids aren't the ones with the money. Mom and dad are the ones with the money. And if we set this precedent of these movies... That mom and dad want to watch. That mom and dad want go, oh, God, it's another one of these movies. I have to go see this. And they come out going, oh, my God, that was hilarious. Jack Nicholson, that was a scream. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I watched an interview with Robin Williams, and he described Aladdin as basically Dis- or it was uh, a Warner Brothers film in Disney drag. Yes. I remember hearing that. Yeah, I heard the same thing. And it describes it well, because there's a lot of the sensibilities of Warner Brothers. And my son is, is tearing through our Looney Tunes DVDs lately and reenacting them. 
and loving it, and that entertainment endures. It's still funny to me now. Yes, it, I, it's the same thing. Anytime I'm cruising through channels and I hit uh, Cartoon Network and they've got Looney Tunes reruns, on, I stop mm-hmm. because there's especially the older stuff. Yeah. Especially if you watch the stuff that These they were the making classics. making during World War II. That's really funny because there's some very serious political satire oh my that's God. going on. And they there. get they get excised from these DVD collections. Right, the heavily racist and nationalist stuff. Oh yeah, is gone. But some these. of that stuff's interesting to watch because it kind of gives you a you know a look at oh so this is wow. what the world was like. Yeah, exactly. This what this was there. That was light entertainment. Yeah, that was yeah. normal then. Yeah, it is an interesting spyglass. Not necessarily something I would want my son with his developing attitudes about the world to see. Right. No, absolutely not. Um, so the the DVD collections they have, you know, they're, they're very much centered on the funny animal characters and not so much on the uh, anti-other nas- nations yeah. sections of our program. Yes. Which are, they're out there. You can find them on the internet. And they're, some of them are pretty darn shocking with their in-their-face of, this is a message of hate because this is the world that this was developed in. It's like, wow, this is a Looney Tunes cartoon that says these people should be hated and killed. Mm-hmm. Wow. You look at what uh, Theodore Geisel, the guy who was Dr. Seuss, did a lot of political cartoons during World War II, and they were pretty heavy stuff, In but they're in the style of Dr. Seuss, so your brain does this weird flip-flop of, okay, I mean, I'm ready for Dr. Seuss, and he's talking about hating the Nazi. Yeah. It's like, wow, it's, I can't wrap my head around <laughs> this because... The only Dr. Seuss I've ever known has been the children's books, and this ain't that. Okay. Yeah. So if you're ready to you know, bend your brain slightly, go out there and look for the Geisel uh, World War II uh, propaganda cartoons. Yes, take it with a really large grain of salt, because the world's not like that it's anymore. It's the product of its era. Yeah, but if you look at it through that, that lens, it's actually interesting stuff to look at. Big time. Wow, that was one hell of a tangent. Because it yeah. certainly wouldn't go over today. Uh, so yeah, coming back from our whole animation, Pixar, Disney, back through Comic-Con. Marvel Comics to the Comic Con, right? Yes, the at the wrongly named Comic Con. So I mean, the the link provided what came from. Let me give due credit to our uh, research folks. Hell this yeah. is from uh, None Left, uh, who provided just five five things I think I learned during the San Diego Comic Con. Um, this this list that uh, IB Times. Uh, dot com put together includes such things as he expects due to the amount of funny enough iPads that were there at uh, Comic Con that that definitely seems to be the new medium for distributing comics. It certainly, I mean, it fits well. The comic readers I've seen for the tablets are a really, really good improvement on just reading a comic. Right. They add a little bit of movement and you know directing the action by not just showing you the page and letting you read it, but actually goes from pain to pain to pain to pain in Correct. the direction that the artist intended. I didn't expect that when I originally saw comic book readers, and I didn't understand what the big deal was until I tried one. Yep. And there are versions of this you can play on a PC, but the tablet, of course, is the perfect form factor for that because, hey, it's the shape and size of a comic book, and yep. the screen is gorgeous. Yep, they they look great. I got some of the apps on here. Um, obviously, you know, talk about phones again. I, Apple iOS and Google Android are the future of mobile. Basically, that's all anybody ever ha- had while walking around Comic Con. Uh, storytelling still matters, which we were kind of talking about. Pixar. Yep. Uh, it looks like that. No matter what, every all the panels, especially the smaller panels, still focus very heavily on story because that's really. 
you know, what's going to sell product. And I think that's only a good thing. Yep. Uh, the Canon Nikon DSLR wars are over. Which I'm not into photography, so I didn't no. realize that was going on. Apparently there was a standards war between the two, and Nikon has won. Uh, Actually, Canon according to that, Canon, Canon has won. All he saw was pretty much Canons everywhere. Yeah, about 20 to 30 to 1. So paying attention to that, you know, this is not a scientific study, but... That's what happened. What he saw in use was Canon, 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 Nikon, Canon, 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 Canon. So, and then lastly, with the fact it was Comic-Con, Microsoft had a booth there. Yeah, (laughs) I saw that. (laughs) That's very telling. But not a lot of buzz about the Kinect at this. But again, to me, it's Comic-Con. I really wouldn't care that much about something that I would care a lot about at E3, per se, or, you know... Hacks or somewhere like that, where it's a gaming-focused con. Comic-Con, I'm interested in comics. <laughs> well, a lot of the kvetching was that, if that's the case, why, why are these are people here? There? Exactly. So, I mean, it's an interesting article. You can read that one. Do some searches on the net. There's uh, interesting takes of people that are basically like, Comic-Con is going to be dead soon, or it's just not worth anymore. And you get the flip side of people that really, really enjoyed it. I know some folks that did go this year, and they had a blast. Take it I, just, you want. I have so few hours in my day that standing online for long periods of sweaty time yeah. with the nerd funk that we all inevitably develop at a con like that just is very unappealing to me because I'm, I'm old. And I, while I still feel passionately about these things, I am contented by the information I get filtered via the internet and reports rather than going and trying to seek it out first myself. Um, Just because there's other stuff I need to be doing with my time. So I'm thankful for journalism and reporters and people who are willing to go stand online and report the cool stuff because that's really the only way I'm going to get it. I'm going to try and throw together something for PAX this year. Because on a related note, it looks like we're going to PAX. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the attempt. Um, So we'll let you know as that shapes up and... right. We have media badges, but we don't have any kind of you know special access, or you know, we have no permission to broadcast actual panels. But we can certainly attend, compile, and bring you the information. Definitely, um, and you know, hoover up anyone we can to uh, give you interviews. So mm-hmm. keep an eye on the boards for that kind of information as it develops. And of course, Vegas in October. I have now. Realize I'm going to be there in the second half of the week instead of the first half of the week. Oh, okay. Because I just learned that she's going to be sent to Orlando for the first part of that week. Ah. ah. So first half of the week in uh, Vegas, it's the 17th to the 24th that we will be, various members of VTW will be there and, and gone. Uh, I'll be home taking care of the kidlets while I was off in Orlando. When she comes back, I will drive my way to Vegas for the last uh, three, four days of it and do lots of radio things. Because that's what we do here. That is what we do here. Vegas, baby. I believe. I think we're getting towards the end. So I will, uh, I would say that a lot of these links will carry to next week as well. So don't kill yourselves, research team, on next week's show. Because we got through, I think, one. Yeah. (laughs) We are flush with content. Yeah. So we're we're doing pretty good right now. I'm still learning how to deal with having a research team. (laughs) It's like, wow, there's stuff to talk about here. Yes. Yes, there is. However, one that should be linked. Because it is holy. Uh, because, you know, Barry was whining about having to do his job. We I'm going to link it myself to save him. 
just just a photo that was created for season four of the guild, and it's a their characters from the guild done in the style of a Harlequin romance novel. So you've got Fox there in his kilt, and. Felicia Day's Codex character there as the uh, faint, fainting Bend, damsel. Yeah, yeah, bending backwards in his arms. And it's awesome. With her hand on his chest. Yes. Of course. Bare and chest. of course, he is you know, just unbelievably ripped. muscular yeah. and ripped. Yeah. And it was humorous as hell, in my opinion, but my opinion is. There's also a very a strange picture from Fangs, who also posted the the Epicus Maximus picture. But one of <laughs> the oh wait, which one? Chewbacca the Chewbacca one. Yeah, that was a funny. Squir- a giant squirrel fighting Nazis. Fighting Nazis. That's like an art challenge. Someone probably said, <laughs> "I want you to do me a painting of Chewbacca from Star Wars riding a giant squirrel yes. fighting with Nazis." Yeah. And somebody took that and ran with On it. On a countryside. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Because I don't know why. <laughs> obviously. I mean, yeah. The world needed this. The world needed to have this painting exist. Yeah, I guess so. And then there's the Super Mario gas station. Yeah. It's an actual gas station that says Super Mario gas, and the caption on the picture is absolutely no fire flowers within 10 feet. Of <laughs> exactly. Right. Which I thought was pretty funny. I'm sorry, your princess is at another gas station. Exactly. <laughs> but I digress. Okay, we the heck are out of here. We'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel with Estrogen, but sans Gwenora, I believe. Yes, I have next a week. reserve weekend next weekend, so should be back the week after that. Sehr gut. And catch us on the web, vtwproductions.com. The forum community is active as ever. I'll attempt to get this archive posted soonly. Uh, if you guys want to be around this evening, around 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, on the uh, interwebs, Oxhell and I were talking about perhaps trying out some ideas. So we will post stuff on Twitter and post announcements in the uh, forums if we actually get our act together and give something a shot. Developing new ideas, trying out new stuff like that Alpha Geek Radio show last night. That's the kind of thing we do, and hopefully we'll bring it to a full show for you. Thank you for listening, and we are out of here. Bye bye, radio people.